welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. May the venerable exercises of holy devotion shape the hearts of your faithful, O Lord, to welcome worthily the paschal mystery and proclaim the praises of your salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The angel brought me to the entrance of the temple, where a stream came out from under the temple threshold and flowed eastwards since the temple faced east. The water flowed from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar, he took me out by the north gate and led me right round outside, as far as the outer gate east, where the water flowed out on the right-hand side. The man went to the east, holding his measuring line, and measured off a thousand cubits. He then made me wade across the stream. The water reached my ankles. He measured off another thousand and made me wade across the stream again. The water reached my knees. He measured off another thousand and made me wade across again. The water reached my waist. He measured off another thousand. It was now a river which I could not cross. The stream had swollen and was now deep water, a river impossible to cross. He then said, Do you see, son of man? He took me further, then brought me back to the bank of the river. When I got back, there were many trees on each bank of the river. He said, This water flows east down to the Arabah and to the sea, and flowing into the sea, it makes its waters wholesome. Wherever the river flows, all living creatures teeming in it will live. Fish will be very plentiful, for wherever the water goes, it brings health, and life teems wherever the river flows. Along the river, on either bank, will grow every kind of fruit tree, with leaves that never wither and fruit that never fails. They will bear new fruit every month because this water comes from the sanctuary. 
and their fruit will be good to eat, and the leaves medicinal. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God is for us a refuge and strength, a helper close at hand in time of distress. So we shall not fear, though the earth should rock, though the mountains fall into the depths of the sea. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The waters of a river give joy to God's city, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within, it cannot be shaken. God will help it at the dawning of the day. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the redoubtable deeds he has done on the earth. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise and honour to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give back to me the joy of your salvation. Praise and honour to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a Jewish festival, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, at the sheep pool in Jerusalem, there is a building called Bethzatha in Hebrew, consisting of five porticos, and under these were crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralysed. One man there had an illness which had lasted 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been in this condition for a long time, he said, do you want to be well again? Sir, replied the sick man, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is disturbed. And while I'm still on the way, someone else gets there before me. Jesus said, get up, pick up your sleeping mat and walk. The man was cured at once and he picked up his mat and walked away. Now that day happened to be the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, it is the Sabbath. You're not allowed to carry your sleeping mat. He replied, But the man who cured me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your mat and walk? The man had no idea who it was since Jesus had disappeared into the crowd that filled the place. After a while, Jesus met him in the temple and said, Now you are well again. Be sure not to sin any more or something worse may happen to you. The man went back and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had cured him. It was because he did things like this on the Sabbath that the Jews began to persecute Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we've hit a new milestone in our coronavirus journey. The Prime Minister has instructed that places of worship remain closed. And that stings. 
that's an enormous sacrifice, you know, especially for us believers who get so much comfort and consolation, knowing that being in the church, being in the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, that we're right in God's holy presence. But, you know, in the face of what's happened, it never ceases to amaze me the ways that God finds to console us. Have a listen to the first reading. So the first reading comes from the prophet Ezekiel, and it's a vision that the prophet has. And he has this of the temple. And it starts out with some fairly detailed kind of language. You know, the angel brought me to the entrance of the temple in Jerusalem, obviously, right? Where a stream came out from under the temple threshold and flowed eastwards since the temple faced east. The water flowed from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He took me out by the north gate and then led me right round outside as far as the outer east gate where the water flowed out on the right hand side. Now, if you do a little bit of calculating, what you find is that the water is flowing out from the sanctuary of the temple. It's flowing out from the holiest place of the temple. Now, when you go into the sanctuary, you know, you, you creep your way inwards and then you find your way to the holy of holies. That place where God dwelt among his people. And that's where the water is flowing out from. And the water flows out and then we hear that the prophet wades across the stream and it reaches his ankles and then his knees and then, and then it becomes a river too great to cross. And then we hear this great little phrase. When I got back, there were so many trees on each bank of the river. He said, this water flows east down to the Arabah and to the sea. And flowing into the sea, it makes its waters wholesome. So, okay, you've got to use your imagination here because it's a vision, right? Ezekiel's painting a picture for us. So, you know, shut your eyes, use your imagination. Here is this great torrent of water that is flowing out from God's holy presence. And it's flowing east. Now, east of Jerusalem, you keep going, it heads where? To the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is that sea which is salty. Salty, salty, salty. It's completely landlocked. And it's below sea level. And here we find out that the water that flows from the temple goes into the Dead Sea and makes the waters wholesome. It makes the waters fresh. Now, I don't know, like, I'm a terrible cook, right? And usually, if I've put too much salt in something, it doesn't matter how much of the other ingredients I put into it, it still comes out salty. I, 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 can't, I can't balance it out. But here, not only do we find out that the Dead Sea becomes less salty because of the influx of this new water, it becomes fresh. It becomes life-giving. Wherever the river flows, says Ezekiel, all living creatures teeming in it will live. Fish will be very plentiful, for wherever the water goes, it brings health. And life teems wherever the river flows. Along the river, on either bank, will grow every kind of fruit tree with leaves that never wither and fruit that never fails. They will bear new fruit every month, right? Not every year, right? Every month, because this water comes from where? It comes from the sanctuary. It comes from God. It comes from the dwelling place of God. And the fruit of these trees will be good to eat and the leaves medicinal. We get this picture now that starts to look a whole lot like the Garden of Eden. 
It looked like the Garden of Eden because remember that was the place where, you know, the human being didn't have to till, didn't have to sow and reap. You just you just go to the fruit tree and you pick some fruit. And all of this flows out of the sanctuary from God's holy presence. Now, now what amazes me is that the very time when our churches are now locked, when the real holy of holies, you know, that Jesus himself living in the tabernacle, when, when these doors are closed, God presents us with this reading from the prophet Ezekiel, this picture of flowing water, streaming water, torrents of water flowing out from God's holy presence. Not even the salty dead sea can remain dead in the face of this living water which flows from God. And I think this becomes a consolation for us. That even though we have to stay home, and even though we feel this great absence of our churches, this inability to walk in and say a prayer, this inability to receive Holy Communion, this inability to put ourselves in the sanctuary, there's a stream of water that flows from the sanctuary to us. And so we, we bathe in it. We allow ourselves to be inundated with it. And all of this gives us a picture of what? Of baptism, right? That life-giving sacrament which brings us into the new Eden. So let's take our baptism to ourselves once more and know that even though we're living a kind of truncated sacramental life, that first of all sacraments we have received, we have been bathed in the waters that flow from the temple. Those waters that bring us new life. And so let's rest in that for a time. There's plenty of time for sorrow, but the Lord gives us every reason to be hopeful, even in the midst of our struggles. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For, For the, the kingdom, kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.
And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.